And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show. Uh, on this week's show, Jordan Le Cessna? Jor- Jordana. Jordana. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I should have had that line. Yeah, I know. One of America's <laughs> leading drum and bass producers, her career was devastated by a transphobic hate crime. Uh, plus, you can exclusively hear the extended interview uh, only on our podcast feed after the show. And Natalie Imbruglia was live with us at Bristol Pride. Uh, all that more today, right here on Shout Out. Boom, 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 boom. Hello, Ed. Hello. Do you like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom? So, are we all recovered from pride? No. Hi, Terry. <laughs> Hello. Ask, ask me in a month's time. That's how I'm feeling then. <laughs> how about you, Andy? I, I am still very tired. Yeah. I, I, I went into work on Monday and I could hardly keep my eyes open. Oh, bless. So, and, and everyone was like, you all right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it was pride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but what an what incredible day. pride. Yeah. yeah. What, what a day. day. Yes. I, I, I am still, I mean, if you listen to the interview carefully, you can tell how starstruck I was interviewing Jake, Jake Shears, but I still can't believe he was nice enough to come over and talk to us. Yeah, he was a really nice fellow. He was wasn't extremely he? Yeah. nice, yeah. yeah. As indeed yeah. all our guests were Denise from Five Star yeah. and yes. Natalie and Brulia. With, with, a, with a, only her second drink, only. pint of yeah. gin and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dolly Parton. Yes, yes, the Dolly Parton experience. That was something when Kenny Rogers joined her oh, on the stage. Yeah. Me and Steph looked at each other and <laughs> he risen from the grave. Yeah, just incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. That was you weird. would never have known it wasn't no. actually Well, no, I didn't no. know he was dead. Can we just put that out there? Uh, so I actually <laughs> thought it was him <laughs> and, uh, and asked somebody. And I feel like I'm going to uh, never get over that, to be fair. Well, I think for that moment, he was walking up the ramp to the back of stage because Dolly was already on stage yeah. and he was walking at the back. And me and you looked, but there was a tumbleweed moment on radio. And that doesn't work, really. Radio <laughs> silence while we were like, our jaws hit the deck. He <laughs> yeah. was such a good lookalike, wasn't he? Was, yeah. 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 Kenny Rogers, the late yeah. great. But she, she was very kind and gave us a jingle, so mm. I'll, I'll get that edited Ooh. and we can play that in f- future weeks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, and, and Natalie, I'm really. Have you, have you missed that? We, we've actually got that in the show today. Mm-hmm. So she she was lovely. Although I, th- I thought she was going to crash into the desk in one minute. Yeah. So it, it, we well, had, we had a brand new broadcast studio this year. Yeah. And the, the, the chairs were higher. Yeah. Um, and I think she thought she could just like sit on it yeah. and lean. And as she yeah. leant, she fell on the. Well, desk I became her <laughs> second backrest. Yes. So I can actually say that for over eight minutes, I had my arm around Natalie Brilliant. <laughs> So well, she ended up. She said say. to us that she was disappearing. She ended up staying right to the end. She did because she was dancing. Nice to, time, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was quite interesting because Jake, when we interviewed him, was quite sedate and quiet. And then you watched him on the stage. Yeah. My God, he filled that whole stage. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah. But Nancy said, didn't she? She, I think her words were like, "Yeah, I get a little bit weird." And I think what they mean is they become like quite introverted or like try to channel their energy and compose themselves because yeah. they need all of that for the second they step onto the stage. Um, and well, Jake Shears and Natalie and all the rest of them certainly delivered. I yeah, thought no, I didn't I, want the day to end. And, and and first rain we've had in what twelve years? 
Yeah. 11 years, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Um, you know, so we, we were due to have a wettish pride, but it didn't put us off. Mm. But no. they, they were still Pain out success. there dancing Pain and all success. the umbrellas yeah. came out. Amazing how many rainbow umbrellas you can get in a field, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, absolutely so. incredible. And despite its rocky start, we actually managed to talk to you live from... Um, the march this year for the first time ever. Yeah, I the think. tech works. It works. Yeah, it's our amazing own tech. when you do it yourself. Isn't yeah, it? I know. Well, the BBC <laughs> let us down big, didn't they last year? Yes. I mean that van was just um, that OB van that we had was uh, was not good. It just good. didn't work, did yeah. it? And yet, funnily enough, the other one that's identical to it that they were actually using themselves, that was parked next, right next to the one we were using, was working fine. Yeah. Oh. I reckon they sabotage. <laughs> Fancy that monkey news. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming for you, Radio Bristol. Well, it, it was quite funny when they parked next to us at Pride, Pride this year. Um, he got out the, the 4G dongle and went to connect and it wouldn't connect. I so I said, why. oh, I said, well, we got Starlink satellite, so give me under a quid, I'll give you a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really poor, the BBC show in this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Really them. poor. Yeah, it's a real shame because there, there was a point when they were really becoming local community. Yeah, yeah. Focus, but it's gone really backwards. Yeah. So uh, that was well, that, four that, years ago, wasn't it? That mm, we brought for them. Yes, it yeah. was. But of course, there are a lot of issues at the BBC at the moment, unfortunately, because yeah. all their local stations are facing swinging cutbacks. Yeah. Moment, you may have seen they've had some pickets and some strike mm. action. Uh, over that so yeah, uh, yeah. it's a shame so it's, it's, well it's a shame because I think there's room for a lot of different levels of radio ourselves mm. and community radio commercial and then obviously public service broadcasting which is mm. the, the BBC and there's a lot more restrictions as well on local radio they can't choose their own tracks it's chosen that's right. for them on a prepared list that's yeah. right well you yeah. get me and to I do all your set lists so I think it's also <laughs> it's also funny because it's like we, we because we get asked because we, we chop the music out for the podcast mm. um, I always make a point of at the end of a song saying what it was so if you're listening to it and you like yeah. it you can go and find you can it, go yeah. find it. Yeah. whereas the BBC rules are the other way once it's gone you're not allowed to talk about it Oh. Yeah, that's really true. Weird. Of, of, yeah. They just kind of said like a uh, like a half sentence, say Louis Capaldi <laughs> <laughs> or Louis Capaldi, as I thought he was called. Uh, anyway, Sorry, I'm <laughs> gonna kick it off. Uh, this is a um, this is a, a it's a rather long interview anyway, um, but it's a cut down version. It is um, of a full. It's quite long. It's, it's, about, it's over an hour, over an hour, about an hour and a quarter. Yeah. And that full interview of uh, Jordana will be up on our uh, website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was ho- wonderful hopefully, speaking hopefully with her. We'll, we'll try and get it done tonight. If not, it'll be done definitely by the uh, weekend. So, but uh, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it kind of introduces itself, really, it doesn't does. it? So, yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so have a listen to this. Um, we're back in a bit. This segment is sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow Counselor. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out LGBT Radio for you. Now, those of you who've been listening to Shout Out for some while, I think it was a year ago, we did a very special queer stray as part of our uh, QS segment about um, a DJ called Jordana. And I've been trying now for that whole year to actually get her on the show live. And we've succeeded. Jordana, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. And I am very 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 happy to be here um it's it's been a long year a long journey but the the good thing is it's been full of a lot of good things i have a lot more good things to talk about now than uh maybe a year ago good good but before we get into that let's take you back to your childhood um Mm -hmm. 
because you you are a trans person of color and you you've had some some hard kicks and some really difficult times in your life growing up so take you back to your childhood how difficult was that growing up as as a trans girl yeah so um without giving my age away but i will i will probably anyway uh, imagine growing up as a black trans girl in the 19 like 80s right like literally in the 1980s mm. um early 90s and like so there were no role models you know um there were no uh there was not a much of an understanding in like the medical establishment um as far as like treating trans kids um so i you know basically self-medicated with my um you know my sister was um you know, she knew about me and I used her birth control pills for my first HRT, um, you know, before like actually being able to see a, a doctor, you know, a little bit later. Um, and I, yeah, I got beat up in school and like, I'll just start at the beginning, like in elementary school, right? Like I would get beat up like almost every day. Um, either at school or on the way to or from, um, you know, the school principal condoned it, said it was my fault. Why didn't I just, you know, be quote normal, like, um, all the way up through high school. Um, you know, I, when I started to develop breasts, I wore really baggy clothes because like I didn't, I had to hide, you know, like th that I was developing and, and I wouldn't take swim. Uh, swimming in physical education. And I had the a teacher say, well, if you're not going to go swimming here, um, and he ducked a whole bucket that like they would put towels in into the pool water and put it over my head in the middle of February. And like people could see everything. And I, I, I was crying. I had to walk home from school in freezing cold Pittsburgh, February temperatures. Um, and yeah, like that, that teacher still had a job. Um, my parents went up, you know, while my, I, while my mom wasn't super supportive, well, she wasn't at all. Uh, my dad, you know, came around to uh, being supportive, but that angered both of them. And I mean, like if that were to happen today, you know, I mean, there would have been lawsuits. There would have probably been a termination, but this stuff was accepted. It was just part of like, my life growing up as a trans girl, as a black trans girl in the, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. It sounds like an incredibly difficult time um, that, that also went on for a very long time. And I was wondering um, when those sorts of thoughts and feelings began for you. And it sounds like you had to carry those that sort of within yourself for, for quite a while without being able to share it with anyone. Is that, is that how it was for you? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And no. Like, so like I had, you know, like I, I knew when I was like, I don't know, five years old. Um, and you know, I, I carried it with me and you know, I eventually I had like confided in, I have three sisters, three wonderful sisters and a brother 
and um yeah like eventually like they knew um and then like my um uh, yeah my mom found out and was you know not she she actively did everything she could to like um you know thwart me um my dad you know at, like at first wasn't very supportive i mean i like going back as far as like even just like potty training i would not stand up right and like my dad actually used to used a belt on me to like get me to you know to conform right and i wouldn't and at a certain point like he said you know the branch that doesn't bend breaks he gave up and, and said okay look that's just you know that's just how you know she is so um but my mom you know she she didn't really um really come around to accept me until she started to come down with alzheimer's disease which was way late in life um but yeah so like my you know my outlet especially like in my teens um was we had one believe it or not only one like queer club in the entire city of pittsburgh which was you know like a mid mid-sized city and they had a night that was like a uh, over 16 night once a month and that was like my only outlet um and so you know i could go there i could be myself um there was also a, a trans um group well it was like a trans slash cross dresser group but i was too young to join it i couldn't join until i was like 18 but i was able to really receive like information um so that you know that helped and imagine the only way that i could receive information then was literally getting a xerox copy of something sent through the mail like sent through the post right like because there you know there was no real like internet mm -hmm. other than um Oh, that's a whole other story. When in middle school, I got in well with a lot of the like computer geeks, uh, because you know, they they were some of the people that were like on the outside, kind of like me, so they accepted me. And like they would hack into like Johns Hopkins on the ARPANET. And so like I would get trans information that way. That was the only way back then for me to get any kind of trans information because it wasn't really in the libraries and so other than that trans group like reprinting things you know that were um in like this national magazine um in, in terms of actually getting like scientific medical information i i actually had to like get in with a group of hackers that could help me get access to that information this is like like 88 yeah 87 88 when yeah Wow. Uh, yeah. I, the first word that comes to mind is resourceful um, and also incredibly out of the box thinking, um, sort of looking at all the different ways that, that you can, one, be who you are, but two, understand uh, more about about who you are by reading about the world and the people in it that might, might share uh, similar stories, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of visibility on television at least over here i don't know what it was like in the uk but like it would just be like um you know these these shows that were like um talk shows were it was very sensational mm -hmm. for the most part and but i would see you know trans people um 
So I knew that, you know, they existed. And I watched like the Renee Richards story. I remember my mom coming in and turning it off. And, like it aired twice. And I remember like each time, like my mom must have like known exactly when it was going to be on. I had like a little television in my room at that point. My mom came in, shut it off, turn it off. I mean, it, so like, like I had to deal with all of these things. Uh, but as far as being resourceful, I think that's the one thing that like, you know, is the reason I'm still alive today is just I've, I've been able to like, you know, I, I just, I'm a thinker and I'm a planner. And I, if I see an obstacle, I try to find multiple ways around it. Well, it very much sounds like you did. And I'm really glad that even though you weren't able to sort of go into that um, if I'm, when you were, uh, before you were 18, that at least they were able to give you some of the information uh, yeah. and that you were able to make friends or sort of have some type of uh, friendship or relationship with with hackers who were able to get <laughs> you the information again that that you needed. Where where did things sort of go from there? So sort of like 18 up, what, what happened after that point? Right. So like, so like 18 up, um, so first of all, I, you know, I was into music, um, again, because like, you know, that was, that was a great outlet. Um, you know, my two biggest interests in, uh, high school were like music and science, right? I was a big science geek and a big music geek. I was in school orchestra and I had, you know, formed bands. So like, uh, you know, I come from, the the neighborhood I, I came from in Pittsburgh um, was not like a it was not a black neighborhood right it was it, it it you know at the time that my family first moved there it was predominantly white um, it became more diverse over time but it, it was still mostly white when I grew up as a teen so like I I was in punk bands I was a guitarist I was in punk and metal bands right and um, literally got what got me into electronic music be, besides like going and dancing to it once a month was um, a band that I had started with somebody from my high school um, had gotten a new vocalist and he was transphobic. And so like he, he said that they should have a vote on whether I stayed or not. And like the vote basically was that I got kicked out. And uh, so that was like, that was it for me as far as like bands went. At that point, I had already gotten really into electronic music. And I was thinking, well, you know, who needs a band when you can like be your own band? Like I had like an Atari 1040 uh, computer with the MIDI and everything. I sold some of my guitar equipment, bought like an analog uh, keyboard, a, a Roland Jupiter. Uh, I think it was Roland Jupiter 6, an old EPS. Well, they're not. Um, Sonic EPS uh, sampling keyboard. And I just really started diving into what at that time was called like UK hardcore uh, and breakbeat. And that was like the sound of like the, the rave scene in Pittsburgh, that, which, which was just starting up because we had an expat that had lived here that was getting records shipped over from his sister. Uh, so she would like buy two copies and send one over to him. So we had no real big like house music scene um, or techno music scene, like a lot of US cities. So our rave scene was really closely linked to what the sound was like in the UK through that specific DJ. And then others, you know, that um, came about that, 
you know, we're, we'll start ordering those records as well. So then I got, I got into that and was like, well, how can I make this music? Right. So I, I sort of just like started reverse engineering, like the process of, of, of making, you know, chopping up a break beat and like, you know, creating, I was already creating these, you know, kind of sick bass lines and stuff on, on the analog keyboard. And I had a Roland TB303 and a sync box. So I, I had like the whole acid thing going too. So like, I, I just really like, you know, sort of got lost in the music. It was like an outlet um, for me to, you know, ex express myself and also be part of this, this scene, which was, you know, lots of people my age that didn't at that time didn't really care. Like, you know, if you were, you know, cis, straight, gay, trans, whatever. Yeah, everybody was there to have a good time, you know, in various, various states of, uh, let's just say, various, various mind states, uh, you know, due to chemicals, but it was, it was a very loving thing, you know, like, ecstasy molly like it it made everybody feel like they were part of this one dance family you know and it was it was great like at that time at the, the very beginning like i'm saying like early 90s um 1992 was like when i made my first demo tape this segment was sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, that's Laura and Vula, and that's all right. It's the name of the track. That's all right. Is it all right? Is it all right? It right? is all right. It is right. It's right. right. so it it a real, right. real kind of like blacky quality song, that. She's yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's very powerful. Yeah. Um, I just love the beat to it. I think, I think it's yeah, great. It is. Really yeah. enjoyed that, or enjoying it as it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were bopping away there as well, weren't you, Steph? Oh, I was. Yeah. Nearly broke the chair. Can you bop a bit softer, please? <laughs> well, it could have been worse. It could have been Very on the desk. Very disruptive bopping. <laughs> well, look, Pat's already had a word. Dis disruptive <laughs> bopping. Yes. Yeah. She's a very disruptive bopper. <laughs> it's a bit like Queen's pop all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the one that threw Terry that time. Yeah. <laughs> Queen's pop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard that they do, you know. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, no, that's a really good track. I like that one. It is. So, um, I got a couple of nice ones in today, actually. So, um, anyway, should we get some news headlines? All right, then. With the doorbell in the background. Apologies, <laughs> just like Freddie Jeff and all that. This is Shout Out News. Independent newspaper B247 said that a drizzly morning last Saturday did not deter the crowds as thousands gathered in Castle Park for the annual Pride Parade. Tens of thousands of people took part in the march and procession through Cabot Circus, Union Street, Baldwin Street and St Augustine's Parade before coming to an end in Millennium Square, making this one of the largest demonstrations seen in Bristol in the last century. Shuttle buses were on hand to take those wanting to party up to the Downs where the official Pride Festival was taking place, but many others walked there or continued to party in the city itself. A few downpours were punctuated by sunny intervals and did not affect either the 
numbers in attendance or the mood of the crowd, which remained good-natured and full of positivity, in spite of the provocations from the right-wing newspapers and internet-facilitated trolls in recent weeks. Meeting homophobia with positive energy, the Pride organisers said... We want to say a huge thank you to everyone who helped make Bristol Pride the most magical event this year. The spirit of celebration, community and protest made it one of our favourites ever. We'll also be announcing our 2024 date very soon for you to add to your calendar, so keep your eyes peeled to our social media. If you didn't get the chance to donate but still want to, you can head over to our link tree to support us and help make Bristol Pride in 2024 even better. Regional broadcaster BBC Radio Bristol dropped into the proceedings every half hour, but it was our sector of broadcasting, community and volunteer-led radio, which provided a full day's coverage, with Shoutouts team serving up a 12-hour marathon broadcast for BCFM Radio in Bristol and Bath Sound in Bath. For this, we were joined by many BCFM and Bath Sound presenters, including Tristan B, Ollie Lewis, Pat Hart and Mikey Rods. Many celebrities visited the radio tent after their sets, including Denise Pearson from Five Star, Natalie Imbruglia and Jake Shears chatting about their histories and their future plans. If you want to see pictures of the event, check out the independent and alternative papers in Bristol over coming weeks and the web feeds of Bristol Pride itself. We will leave the last word to Emma Carr, who enjoyed her first Pride and took to the website to express her feelings. She said, It was a fabulous day and our first time at Bristol Pride. Thank you so much to everyone. We will definitely be back next year. Trans Pride London took place on Saturday. The left-wing weekly newspaper Socialist Worker estimated that some 25,000 people participated, making this easily the largest Trans Plus demonstration ever held in the capital. The paper says protesters smiled, cheered and chanted as they marched from Trafalgar Square to Wellington Arch with trans flags and placards. It was a celebration of gender expression and sexuality and a show of resistance against relentless Tory attacks. Housing groups as well as pro-migrant campaigners joined the demonstrations and there was a... a trade union block made up of branches from the Unison, FBU, Unite, NEU, PCS, Beck to UCU and other unions. Representatives from political groups including contingents from the Green Party, LGBT Labour, Liberal Democrats, Socialist Party, Socialist Workers Party, Communist Party and the Anarchist Federation, amongst many others, were present at the march with their own banners. There are so many people who we think have... There are so many people who think we have our rights won for us and that pride is just a celebration when trans people are actually fighting for their political freedom, said Ruth, talking to the independent newspaper and who was marching in solidarity with her trans loved ones. Not everyone in the queer community understands that we are not all equal, we are not all free as we should be. Trans artist and speaker Lewis Burton told the BBC News Channel, until we can live in peace and be treated with respect and dignity, trans pride will always be important. Tributes have been pouring in for the US-based lesbian pioneer activist Lily Vincenz, who has passed on to the realm of our LGBTQIA plus ancestors at the age of 85. Many gay and trans newswires paid tribute to her work, which included a lifetime in various activist and progressive campaign groups. 
Vincenzo joined the Mattachine Society, an early gay emancipatory organisation, and as a lesbian woman was able to network between this largely gay male group and the lesbian feminist Daughters of Belitis. Both organisations were alongside black civil rights groups, communist parties and the left, placed under surveillance by a paranoid McCarthyist government, but Lily continued working, participating in the 1965 picket of the White House, which was one of the very first gay rights protests in the post-war period. In a 1999 interview with activist Jack Nichols, the co-founder of the Washington chapter of the Mattachine Society, Vincenzis said that she joined the organisation to, quote, be with gay people, help the movement, help unmask the lies being told about us, correct the notion of homosexuality as a sickness and present it as it is, a beautiful way to love. In 1966, Lily became editor of the newspaper The Homosexual Citizen, and from there helped set up the spin-off paper Gay Blade, a newspaper which began to advocate the new left radicalism of the emerging liberation movement of the late 60s. The Blade is still published today, known as the Washington Blade. The queer web portal Them.com notes, During the 1970s, Vincennes began inviting gay and bisexual women into her home every week for discussions that became known as the Gay Women's Open House. This gathering was the inspiration for the Gay Women's Alternative, a group founded by Lee Geiger and Ina Alterman that gave lesbians a place to gather at the Washington Ethical Society in Maryland and ran between 1981 and 1993. Lily's cuttings and newspaper articles are preserved for posterity at the Library of Congress. Thanks for everything, Lily. And finally, Adrian Martin of Granbury in Texas has eloquent words for the school board in her district where conservative extremists have been trying to have LGBTQIA and African-American books restricted and the curriculum censored. Sorry, listeners, I just lost my place. One moment. She said, I do not want random people with no education, background or experience determining what books my children can read, what curriculum they learn and what clubs they can join. Just because you can get up at every meeting and rant and rave does not give you authority over my child's education. Your personal religious beliefs should not be affecting my child's education either. Our schools are not to be used for personal religious agendas and our children are here for education, not religious indoctrination. I implore the board to put an end to trying to appease these extremists focus on on retaining staff, providing excellent public education and a safe space, welcoming learning space for all students. The speakers speaking about what great Christians they are, well, great. Go tell your pastor. Our schools are not your church. Well, for these new stories and many more, do visit our website. We're at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shout Out News, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's uh, Forever Young, uh, Becky Hill sung that one. Um, now, you may actually remember that one. The slow version was used as a kind of McDonald's Christmas advert um, back in 2020. What's it? And uh, that is the residential remix. So it's like a child, uh, yes. like clubby version of it. So I really like it, though. She's yeah, got a lovely voice. She has. And she, um, as soon as she said her name, I thought, yeah, Becky Hill, the voice. Yeah. That's where she comes from. I mean, she's got a voice, but she, she <laughs> was on the voice. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, I think she's been 
been part of Eurovision and she does quite a lot of LGBT events. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah. song choice there. Would yeah. you like to stay Lovely forever song. young? Um, well, still die, but still be young when you yeah. do die. No, like not extending no, your life. Oh, like to look young. I'd oh. like to be. I'm just cu- getting the facts right before I enter this contract with Satan. I'd like to be a Cullen. Is my answer? Yes, yes, I would. If I could so. be Edward Cullen, yes. Well, if you want to feel young again, I'm going to take you back to Saturday. Let's do it. Um, oh, to Pride. Yes. So, in case you're wondering what all the noise in the background is, when we were very privileged and got to talk to the lovely uh, Natalie Umbrulia. Have a listen to this. <laughs> so Natalie is coming round to oh. join us now. Um, so give her a minute so we can get her on a chair. Hello. Right. We have <laughs> Natalie and Brulia. Thank you so much for coming on to Showtime Radio. Just going to chuck her cans on. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Showtime. Amazing. I'm busy dancing, sorry. We need to get you a little bit closer with that, sorry. sorry. It's because it's so loud on the stage, you see. It's, uh, is that, is that right? Are you okay? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. So you seem to be absolutely loving this. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Natalie and Brilliant fell off at Showtime School. She's been having that for the When your feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> we, we absolutely loved your performance, Natalie. I've had the best time. Oh, and what a selection of songs. As um, somebody I can say has followed your career um, a little bit. Quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. You know. uh, just a little bit. Sorry, I've got the chair. I've got the chair. We'll work together. We'll work together. Sure. Yeah, yeah um, you really chose some absolute bangers. So is this your first Pride or is this one of the Do you know what? I've been to many Pride but I've never performed. And I was ah. really nervous because like, I really, really wanted to do Yeah, because it's you really... You came across I as mean, a consummate pride. professional out there though. Well, that's, that's you know... You I started performing like when I was five years old. And my dad's teacher was quite scary, and she'd be like, "Get out there and smile." <laughs> and so I just, I've just learned how to. But I get before the show, I kind of like really get a bit weird, and because I, I just want everyone to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, I, I think they had a yeah. good time for the way and they were so, dancing. Yeah. yeah. Natalie, yeah. Can, 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 we, can we take you back to the the neighbours years? <laughs> what was that like being in neighbours? Were you all actually? Did you overlap with Kylie? <laughs> No, so Kylie, I mean, I was in my living room watching Kylie going, I want to be Kylie Minogue. Awesome. And you did! <laughs> There's only one Kylie, let's be, let's, yeah. let's be real. But, um, yeah, no, so, so I, by the time I went, was on Neighbours, obviously she and, and Guy Pearce and everyone had left. And I think they were trying to do a Charlene with my character because they made me like a... Well, she was like a mechanic and I was a yeah. builder's labourer. Yeah. So they were like, right. I was fully aware and I was like, I'm going with this. I'm going to go with this. But yeah, it was an incredible opportunity. Um, and there were only about three soap operas in Australia that everyone knew about. So, you know, even Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe has been on these soaps. So it's our, it's our way to the yes. world. Yeah. And um, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Mm. I'm a bit weirded out that they've brought Neighbours back because I was in the yeah. finale yeah, episode. The I'm like, I saw that. I saw what? That. Do you know? <laughs> Again, as a Neighbours fan, been, it was very surreal. I mean, I'm happy. I agree. But it must be surreal. Like, what the? <laughs> if I didn't get the memo. Did you get the memo? No, no, and it's coming back as well. It's the last episode. That's what I mean. Now it's coming back. That's what I mean. I did not know about that. Yeah. But Carl's been on tour. So yes. did, he, did he get the memo? Did he get the memo? Dr. Carl, if you're listening, 
your chew back. <laughs> we want you back. Yeah. Uh, so, are, yeah. are you doing more gigs now? Are you here for a while? Are you are you doing I've other I've got a few more or? gigs. I've been doing festival season, yeah. and then I'm touring with the Cause in Australia oh, and nice. New Zealand. I just burped. Did you hear that? No, it's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you know what happens when you're on stage? That's what happens on stage, and you have to go. You have to take the like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do that on radio that, too. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah, so I'm going on, yeah, that's so Australia and New Zealand, yeah. and I'm really excited. I was home last year for three months. I've got a little three-year-old, so I like to go to Australia at Christmas time. Yeah. So doing a tour with the cause is just Just look around Bristol at all yet. I know it's been raining, but have you no, chance? I've gigged in Bris- Bristol, but I haven't. Ha- I've never had a day off in Bristol to kind of. Oh, walk around it's a lovely city. Bristol. You love it. So. Yeah, it's very popular. It's very trendy, Bristol. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There's so much going on as well. There's yeah. A lot of art, a lot of culture, a lot of me, a lot of drag, <laughs> a lot of drag, <laughs> a lot of drag, and a lot of universities. Yeah, and a really big LGBTQI plus scene as well, which okay. I think is amazing. Okay. Um, we basically have a street. <laughs> Together. Are you back recording again now, or have you got plans for I new am, albums or anything? Or? I've got a live EP coming out this year, so I recorded Amazing. all my shows last year, and we're still recording shows. So I'm going to do a live album of my Shepherd's Bush Empire show for my nice. Firebird album, and so that's that's my release this year. And I've got Habit, which is the song I played in the set. Yeah. That's going to come out as well. Do we know when yet, or I is it just later it. in the year? Later, later in the year, yeah. I don't have a date, no. but. Lovely to have artists we like yourself come and 
hi to yeah. them as well. So, yeah. you know. Please invite me back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But listen, Natalie, it's been lovely. Enjoy the rest Thank of you. your day at Pride. I think you've got to disappear in a minute, haven't you? Yeah. But, but Tenerife moves with you. I will, um, and the gin and tonic. And, uh, and the gin and tonic. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Um, and hopefully Thank we'll you see you again soon. Have a good Amazing. trip. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie and Brulia. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, the lovely Natalie and Brulia, Imbrulia, I should say, sorry, and Shiver. For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Uh, lovely to meet her. She was. She was very, very nice, wasn't yeah. she? And in case you're wondering, what I think I talked about it at the top of the show, but um, she did almost fall off her seat, which is when you heard Ez catch Ez her. Ez saved her. <laughs> yeah. To Natalie's rescue, there I was. <laughs> it's everything in me, in me power, not to sing torn to her word for word. So, and I genuinely cannot remember her manager's name, but she was lovely. So, uh, if, if you are listening, it was it was lovely to meet you. Yeah, yes. um, they were very yeah, nice. Very it was nice. a nice thing that David Tennant did this week, wasn't it? Wear a nice T-shirt in support of um, of trans people. Um, leave trans kids alone, you absolute freaks! On his T-shirt, <laughs> and he wore, he, he wore it as a, um, obviously on the London um, trans march. Did he? Did he march? Did he? Oh, did I don't know whether he marched, oh, but how lovely! He got piled on by loads of turfs, of and, course, he and did. GCs. And he replied back, I'll be fine, tears can't climb stairs, and I'll still have my sonic <laughs> screwdriver. <laughs> Good That's him. true, That's I wonder nice. if Daleks are gender-critical feminists inside. That might be quite interesting to... Oh, I, I have a know. Certainly Davros. Well, they can Davros actually go upstairs now. When I was a kid, they, they, they could they, only stay on the flat. That's right, yeah. Yeah, they, they can float. They've got little... <laughs> Do you when remember Doctor right. Who Jet- back? Is it well, back we Christmas? have a uh, special, I think, around Halloween time. And then the following month is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. And there will be celebrations on the BBC with a special programme. <gasps> and then I yeah. believe that um, Mr Gatwar, Scooty Gatwar, takes over from uh, David Tennant, who's an interim Doctor, uh, incarnation. Okay. Yes. He's coming back. Yeah, really? he came back. Yeah. Jenny Whittaker changed into David Tennant. Didn't and, she? His, and his sidekick. Yes. The Gran. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. Gran. <laughs> she oh, means you, Catherine, Catherine Tate. Tate yeah. oh, right. And then, of course, we have a whole new relaunch again for Doctor Who, as it, you know, which is why it's lasted so long, is because it revamps itself every few years. And they have a big trans gaps, girl in it they? as well. They are. Mm, yeah. But, yeah. It's, first, it's like the first time, isn't it? Uh, well, no, I think there has been trans people that have been uh, in various supporting roles, but this is the first time in a key starring role okay. yeah. in Doctor Who. I mean, it's always been and this is one of the things that right wingers get wrong when they criticise Doctor Who for being too political it was always yeah. a liberal institution you know Verity Lambert yeah. the first producer one of the few Jewish women working for Doctor Who Waris Hussein the gay man directed episode one way back in 1963 you know so yeah, it's always had a lot of <laughs> I, I LGBT didn't know plus that. people see I watched that first episode when it was first aired that's I, a, a cracking I, episode isn't it it's wonderfully mysterious yeah Balsawood Tardis yeah. that Rocked every time anyone sneezed. 
<laughs> yeah. Television was very different, night, but it's an incredible yeah. achievement. Well, it's all they've done on the computer, isn't it? A lot, Come on, a lot of it, isn't it? So yeah, well, of course, CGI's in yeah. now, of course, and the special effects industry. Yeah. Is totally I just, different. it's just weird the way they'll like leave it over a year. It can be like two between Doctor Who series. Sometimes you know, it's like. I tell you who's another ally actually is uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Yes, mm. he's a uh, ally of the LGBTQ community, and people have piled on him. And uh, I think he responded, "You don't want to know which finger I'm holding up at you right now." <laughs> besides, Luke Skywalker doesn't need your support. Then <laughs> <laughs> of course we've got Daniel Radcliffe, we've got Rupert uh, yes. Grint, and we've got Emma all the best ones. <laughs> which I just yeah. And can I say it as well? Women are women. <laughs> Can I say as well, ooh la la, because tomorrow is Bastille Day. Ooh, it is the French la la. national holiday. So to all our French listeners... Bonsoir, Terry. <laughs> bonsoir. Bonsoir. I used to love French at school. I, I liked it for... Yeah, me je too. Yeah, yeah, je t'aime. Um, yeah, I Means really I like it. you. Yes, or I love you. Oh, I know je t'aime. No, no. Je, je t'aime can be... Yeah, je t'adore. Yes. No, yeah. Shatem can be either. I really like it. It literally translates <laughs> as I really like you. Yeah. I but, like you. Yeah. Well, Jane Birkin used that to quite a good effect with Serge Gainsborough back in the she 60s. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that record was completely banned by the BBC and went straight to number one the next day. As oh. so many yeah, have done, yeah. As, yes, like, indeed. Queen songs have done that. Yeah, relax. Frankie Freddy, goes to Hollywood. Yeah, Fra- yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Still. Wow. I so, still can't believe we've got a whole year minus a couple of days until the next Pride. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to the team. Funny that, well done. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't have to respond. We should say thank you to uh, Tara as well yes. for providing us with such great refreshments through oh, the yeah. day. Yeah. And a year yeah. supply of crisps. I know, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen so many crisps in my life. Where did she go, the crisp factory? I, I, went, I went to the cash and carry and got, got oh, them. Oh, you and did? I did? And that's the problem. That's They just come in oh, those size boxes. Oh, it was just boxes. incredible. I was like, wow, so, yeah. snacks. Um, suffice to say, they're, they're in our lounge and my husband is eating his way through them as we speak. <laughs> no no judgment from me, so, no judgment. Um, yeah, I do no, love hula hoops. It, it was good. So um, And yeah, the whole whole another year to to go and we got we have got another one though haven't we we're doing we're supposed um, to be doing western which is this year's UK Pride but that's uh, because it was cancelled is now not till the end of September September, yeah Yeah. we're not actually confirmed yet Okay. So um, we yeah, hopefully see. we'll be we'll talking to them and uh, firm yeah, that one up. That's going to be that's going to be cold, I think. So I'll let you do that one. There's a whole, I think you're on holiday anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I'm going somewhere warm. Yeah. <laughs> just come back. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I look forward to Pride next year again. It's it's, it's good and um, it just gets better every single year. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget the extended edition of Jordana's interview will be available only on our podcast feed. You can get it on Spotify and all good podcast services, plus our own website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, living in Indonesia. So, but for myself, from Terry, from Ez, from Steph, and the rest of the extended shout-out team, say bye-bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.